0: Major Motion brought Spy Hunter to the Amiga. Did it do a good job? Let's find out on Amigos, everything Amiga. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're talking about major motion. Yeah, woo! Yeah. When was the last time you had some major motion? Every
1: day of my life, buddy. Just getting out of bed, there's a lot of motion going on. <laughs> you know,
0: these, these fast car games. Have you ever yeah. been like a, a guy that's wanted to do one of those experiences? Our friend Mike Lilly did this. He went down to Florida. They have these test tracks where you pay five or 600 bucks and take a real fast car and take yeah. it out of track you ever had the desire to do that?
1: There's a reason why they call you Big Money Mike, yeah. you know what I mean? They don't call me Change Purse Aaron, which they should, so no. But luckily, I knew enough idiots in high school that I got the experience of riding around in a, in a fast car, whether I wanted it or not, because mm-hmm. they just drive like maniacs. No, I've never ridden in like a race car or anything. Mm-hmm. Tractor. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Lawnmower. That's about it. What about you?
0: I've never been in a real fast car either. I... It's I don't know. There's there's things that I can latch onto. I can say, boy, I can understand why people are into that. But it's if you have access to a track, I can see why you might want a fast car. But you see people all the time. They're driving around these Cobras, these Chargers, and it's like, where are you taking this thing? Are you driving that fast down Taze Valley Road? Yeah. Have you, you know? seen our roads out yeah. here? Yeah. You're
1: gonna drive your Lamborghini down through there. My bag is. If I was gonna go to racing thing. Like I just watched the thing on the history of the Cannonball Run, mm-hmm. like cross country, peaking to Paris. That's the kind of thing I could get into. Like a road rally yeah. type right thing. And my dad was a big drag racing fan. And dad drag, did drag races all the time. Illegal drag races for pink slips. Just like in the movies in real life. Wow. So, And dad was a big grease monkey. I'm just a monkey. I can't do anything like that. But I'd be I'd be a good guy to hold the map or, something, or be ballast or something. That's but, about the all I can uh, give in. Let's talk about major motion, Aaron. <music>
0: Ah, just kidding. We're going to talk about Spy Hunter first. You can't talk about Major Motion without talking about the game that inspired it, Spy there, there's Hunter.
1: There's a slight resemblance. S-
0: slight resemblance. So, Spy Hunter, what is it? Well, this is a game that was released in 1983 by Bally Midway that puts you in the role of a spy driving the ultimate armed sports car. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so uh, this game was uh, heavily influenced by the James Bond theme or the James Bond uh, movies, but of course the the thing that everybody remembers about this is not James Bond, but Peter Gunn. The Peter yeah. Gunn theme playing. I'm a big fan of Peter Gunn. I've been watching a lot of them here lately. It's an underrated show. That's what I really haven't watched that much too. And you, on your on your request, I'm going to take a look at. You it. should. You should. Now, Spy Hunter came out, like I said, by Bally Midway. These guys. Uh, they were most known in the early days as the uh, American distributors of a, a lot of Japanese games. Yeah. they they're the ones that brought Pac Man and Miss Pac Man distributed in the states. But they they came into their own down the road, and they 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 put out Tron, which was one of their first big hits. They did Rampage, one game that we both love. Uh, the designer of Spy Hunter was uh, George Gomez. Yeah, Aaron. pinball guy. Pinball guy. Yeah, this guy. I've got a lot of stuff. On Mr. Gomez. He's, in the pinball world, he's at the tippity top of the pinball world. This guy has a super interesting life, okay? Him and his family immigrated to the US when he was seven, where they fled Castro mm-hmm. in Cuba, okay? Yeah, yeah. He grew up in Chicago. He studied architecture at the University of Illinois, graduated as an industrial designer, started working for Bally Midway in 78. And his earliest uh, tasks involved designing game controls. Uh, he designed the iconic Gorf joystick. Oh, neat. Pretty cool, Yeah, huh? that is good, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he designed the cabinet for Tron. And uh, one of his earliest original designs was Spy Hunter with Tom Leon. Tom Leon worked on Xenophobe, Rampage, so he's a, he's a good guy, too. Uh, and he also uh, collaborated with Satan uh, on Satan's Hollow with Bill
1: Adams. Another great... Yeah. Those- it is funny because if you think about it, those, Gore, Antron, and Saints, all use that same sort of joystick.
0: Right, right. And so uh, Gomez left Bali pretty soon after that. And uh, he actually helped design video games for Sega. And he collaborated on the design of those old Battletech game centers. Oh, uh, which I went to one of those. Right, ones. I yeah. know you went to one of those. So that's where Gomez had a hand in that. How neat. In 93, he joined Williams Electronics. And he was he was reassigned. He left the world of video games and decided to try his hand at pinball machines. Guess what? He was great at it. Yes, he was. He was great. He did Monster Bash. He did a Revenge from Mars. Lots of awesome stuff. So are, this guy, Revenge
1: from Mars, is like one of your top top level machines. He's, yeah. This guy, like I said, in the pinball world and the video game world, he's a man. He's a real he's a real top shelf talent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Spy Hunter, what do you do? Well. You are driving on an endless road. Well, it's not endless because it turns into water at some yeah. point. <laughs> You're riding on something. Yeah. Of You're moving forward, uh, and you are trying to <laughs> avoid innocent cars while trying to destroy enemy cars. The enemy cars trying to run you off the road and cause you harm. Uh, you've got the switchblade car. It's got slashing wheels. Uh, you've got the mad bomber with, uh, helicopter, which drops bombs from the sky. So, there's all kinds of bad stuff going on, but you've also got friends in the form of your old friend, the truck. The truck pulls up and pulls beside you, and you actually go into the
1: truck. Do you think that's possible in real life? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, they, I've seen that done before. Mm. Plus, it was something that happened a lot in old movies, too. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So,
0: the, the, you, you drive into the back of the truck, and the truck outfits your car with all kinds of cool power ups, including the oil slick the smoke screen, upgraded lasers, and yeah. so forth. Uh, that is basically, oh, and at some point you go into the water uh, and your car turns into a boat in yeah. the
1: classic James
0: Bond yeah, style. Yeah, that's a
1: Roger Moore special
0: there. Now, Aaron, are you a fan of the classic title, Spy Hunter?
1: I I am. It's funny, when we, we just went to uh, Galloping Ghosts, a month ago, Mm -hmm. and this was one of the games I sought out. Now, I will say the the Galloping Ghost one, that one of the buttons wasn't working. Kind of a bummer, but it reminded me of how incredibly tough this game is. This was not an easy game. Uh, As I recall, there was a setting on this that would let you just live for a certain amount of time and just die over and over, I believe, Mm. uh, on some of the ones I played around here. So I'm guessing there's a a switch somewhere you can flip to do that. Um, Listen, if you're a Bond fan like I am, this game was great. It, it was very Bondy, uh, and the uh, the the cab that this was in. There were two, they made two different versions of this, uh, but they both had uh, buttons that you wouldn't think about. Like there's a call there's a button that flashes. That's a truck button. When it flashes, you hit it, and that's when the truck comes out. Which this game actually, uh, the game we're gonna talk about has that. It's one of the few that actually has a button to bring out the truck, which is cool. Uh, the game uh, had a had w- the layout in the in the arcade. It had lots of uh, like. Actual physical lights it would show you what, what weapons you had up. So there, it was one of those games that combined like a mechanical, real life, real world lights in with the game. You don't need it. You don't necessarily have to have it. You can still play without it, but it's still fun. You know, it was also a lot of people forget you had this thing had a shifter uh, in it as well and a and a and a, and a pedal. So mm-hmm. you're you're there was even, a full on sit down version. That's this. right. And you're so you're driving around again it, when you play this at home. It is a different feel than what the arcade game was. But the arcade game was really tough. Uh, one of the things in the arcade also, like, uh, uh, of course, you mentioned the, the uh, rotating uh, razors on the tires. Uh, there's also these big bully cars just running off the road. And then there are limos. And it's funny, I don't think I've seen very many home versions where the limos do what they do in the arcade, which is a guy with a gun in the back seat, And if they get up behind beside you, they'll shoot you, yeah. and snipe you. Uh, so there, were, there was that aspect of it as well. But, I mean, it was a fun game. I remember when it came out, it was pretty popular with a lot of my friends and me. Uh, and so I was always on the hunt for a good home version, Bo. Yeah, and I think you hit the nail on the head with what makes Spy Hunter in the arcade so
0: much fun. It's the fact that you've got so much stuff to do. Yeah. And that's something, I grew up playing the NES port of this game, and there was, uh, you basically you drive the car, and that's it. You know, you've got you've got, you've got got your button to, to fire your gun, you've got your button to do the special weapon. But when you're playing this thing in the arcade, you're spinning the wheel, you're working the shifter, you're pushing the buttons, the buttons are flashing, yeah. you're calling the truck... All that stuff makes you think, man. This is a, a game
1: that's much larger than just a it's, driving game. It's actually cleverly designed too. I mean, physically in the arcade, uh, when I mentioned that the one I played had a button out. One, the, again, this has the grip stick on it, sort of like uh, uh, you have to use you have to use this thing to move the car and shoot, and you have to work the shifter. And so you need all the buttons to be functional. And the way it's set up, it's actually it's actually quite elegant, assuming everything works properly. When you get this to the home version, of course, they had to revamp the controls extensively. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, speaking of the home version, let's talk about Major Motion. So, Major Motion originally came to the Atari ST in 1986. Two years later, it got its release on the Amiga in 88. Uh, This is, for all intents and purposes, a spy hunter homage. Uh, You control a white sports car. Uh, down, going down the road, your job is to shoot other cars or drive them off the road and avoid being killed yourself. Um, this game was developed by Philip McKenzie and Jeffrey Sorensen, uh, And these were big Cocoa guys, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, these guys, they worked on uh, uh, games for the TRS-80 and TRS-80 Color Computer under the Mictron name. Uh, some of their games included Demon Seed, which is a Phoenix clone, the Eliminator, which was a Defender clone. Uh, they worked on a chess game called The King. And also a text adventure called The Dungeon Master. So they did a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, the Amiga version was done by Timothy M. Purvis, who also was a Coco guy. Uh, he did a game called Fury for the Coco, which I'm not familiar with. And uh, Harry Laffner. Uh, was also Coco adjacent. So everybody that was part of this on both the ST and the Amiga had Coco connections. Well the perfect people to be covering. That's that. right. It's
1: an ST and Coco connections to an Amiga game, just like us. That's
0: right. That's right. Harry Laffner, he wrote the time bandit docs for the dragon version of the game. Neat. So that's his thing. Okay. So Aaron, what do you if you were gonna break down the similarities and differences between
1: Spy Hunter and Major Motion, what would they be? Actually, of all, uh, this is gonna, I'm going to receive flack for this, but I'm just going to go there. Of all the Spy Hunter clones, first of all, these guys coming from the Coco, you know it's clony mm-hmm. because that's what we do in the Coco. Clones are plenty, They right. nothing licensed, right? So, this game does the clonage with a computer in mind, okay? And this is one of the times where having a computer pays off because you've got those extra controls. Uh, in a lot of versions of this, they the way the b- weapons work is weird. In this version, you've got full, they use the full keyboard, including re-assign, reassignable keys mm-hmm. to everything from your gun to all the accoutrements even calling the truck. Uh, they start out with a set uh, setup that comes default, but like I said, you can change them to whatever you want, including uh, using the mouse. And they've even got it set Which is up pretty cool. Yeah, uh, did you try this with the mouse? No. Uh, you can, uh, I knew it would be horrible. Well, I mean, eh, but the the uh, the, uh, the fact that they, you know, there's an extra mut- button there, so they gave you the option to do that. Uh, but I like the idea that you've got individual buttons because you can have more than one weapon active. You can have them all active, right. and so what this does is it lets you have access to your entire arsenal plus the ability to call the truck, which mm-hmm. is cool. Um, the uh, the uh, this version is a simplified version of Spy Hunter. Uh, uh in terms of like you don't have like I said the limo with the with the sniper it's not in here uh so that one's gone but it does have uh the uh it does have the boat it does have the call of the truck it does have the razor blades it's got all this stuff plus it's got that the sonic attack i don't even think that's in the original spot the I don't sonic think so. attack not that i know so that's of. sort of an added bonus thing you've got the oil slick you've got the smoke screen you can shoot down the helicopter with missiles so the fact that you've got individual controls for that, for me, that sort of trumps the things I don't like about it. What about you? Well,
0: I. Here's the thing, to me, this game is all about the theme. Mm-hmm. Hearing that Peter Gunn theme, and you don't get any music in this game. You get
1: nothing. Well, no, you, get you nothing do get music bump. Ooh, do, 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 do. That weird little tune that they play when you start, but that's all oh, right, right. But once you go, once you're yeah. on the road, you, you don't get nothing. the Peter Gunn theme, which is yeah. funny because they why not steal that? I don't know. I also <laughs> didn't see any.
0: Now maybe it's because I didn't get far enough. Is there a boat? Did you find the there boat there's a boat? Part of this? And also, okay. it's
1: mentioned in the docks, the okay. boats in there. Okay, so I didn't, I didn't get to the boat part. Ironically, in the instructions, it says it helps if you use your. Uh, your sonic uh, shielding when you come off the boat because it's hard to get them back on the road. And I was like, yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> this game is pretty decent. Yeah. It's a pretty decent uh, Spy Hunter clone. Like I said, if this would have been like the NES version, which is not good, and just giving you two buttons and, and not let you trigger the all of the things with the keyboard, having the keyboard, you know, it's funny. We just talked about um, a game on, on the ZX Spectrum I was talking about how um, in Avalon, I liked just having the joystick. It made things easier. Yeah. This is a game where you want to have tons of buttons.
1: Yeah, and it's still not
0: easier with that. Right. It,
1: but, I mean, you still need But Because
0: em. otherwise, this game turns into so, sort of it's kind of a repetitive nightmare. There's really not a lot going on. You need to have those buttons to let you give yourself kind of the feeling of like, okay, well, I'm going to try some different strategies by combining these weapons together.
1: This is one of those games that's hamstrung by the game it's cloning. Right. right? And... and, and they wanted to build. When you make a, a clone, as we know from all the Coco stuff and some Amiga stuff, you want to try to make it as close to the arcade as possible. That's generally the way people go. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, you've got someone who tries to improve on the arcade version, and it with mixed results, right? Because generally, if someone were to buy Major Motion, they want to play Spy Hunter on their Amiga. That's what they want. Mm-hmm. Spy Hunter. As much as I enjoy Spy Hunter, I would not call it a great game. It's difficult. It's cheap in a lot of ways. The road zigzags. And sometimes your own truck will get you killed. Sometimes it will drop you off in a place that you can't get out of. Uh, sometimes there's way with cars you can't get around. It's a cheap game, and it's repetitive. And so, I mean, it's not... I'm not going to sit here and say it's great. It's the best game ever. And Major Motion carries many of those same flaws. A, a real zigzaggy road... It's In the arcade, I believe this is a vert in the arcade. You've got a little more space to work with here, but not really. It doesn't really come into play that much. It's still tight quarters. The roads, they didn't do anything fancy to this. I mean, I wouldn't call this a great-looking game. I think it's passable as a Spy Hunter club, but it's not like a a world-beater. They probably could have done more. You you know, know, Mitsuyama
0: in the chat mentions that uh, this is sort of similar to Bump and Jump. Do you prefer
1: Bump and Jump to Spy Hunter? Bump and Jump's a better game. I love the Listen, I like the theming of Spy Hunter, and I mm-hmm. love the arcade version because of the cool cabinet. But, I mean, Bumper Jump's a more playable game, less cheap than this, you know. But with all that said, uh, this is more advanced, mm-hmm. you know. So, if you get real good at this game, you can have a good time, you know, trying to run up your score. You know, uh, you can earn extra minutes pretty easily. It's not that tough. Uh, and you can play this for a good while, you know. Uh, if you, but I mean, you could also get killed real quick. But uh, it's it's so. But yeah, I don't think Spy Hunter is that great a game. It's okay. It's novel. But mm-hmm. That's what makes it fun. But this game is, I, I sort of consider it the same. Now this game, there is a lot of
0: lore surrounding this game. Yeah, but a lot of the lore was sort of retconned in because of later releases of Spy Hunter. This game got a PS2 release. Uh, this game was even going to be made into a movie starring Dwayne the You're Rock You're talking Johnson. about Spy Hunter, the arcade yeah, game. Yeah, yeah.
1: Most yeah. so of the PlayStation game was nothing like this. It was right. like a first person game, right? On right.
0: But Major Motion offers some lore of its own. Oh, okay. get into it, boat. A group calling itself the Draconian League has taken over the highways of the Western Frontier doesn't really look like the western frontier that I'm familiar it's, with. Maybe it's, it's the western, flat. Yeah, yeah. In the grip of the League, lawlessness and hysteria pervade the region. That kind of sounds like the western frontier. Yeah. You must rid the land of this enemy and make the roads safe for civilians once more. Your code name on this mission is Major Motion.
1: Yeah, what a name. Yeah. <laughs> they are the draconians and you're a geek is what they meant to say. Oh, <laughs> well, that's, I mean, well, that's, that's okay. Yeah. Great lore, right? Yeah. You know, but I mean, what do you need? Where what was the backstory of a Spy Hunter? You're a spy. Go kill other spies that are trying to kill you. That's all you need. Well, there's 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 all
0: kinds of stuff like I said that was retconned in where like they g- they gave the enemies names like Road Lord. You yeah. gotta fear the Road Lord.
1: It, these are the different vehicles, right? Yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: uh I think the in the original game, your your vehicle was called the Interceptor, the G six one five five Interceptor. Yeah, which sounds cool. Yeah, that sounds that's pretty a cool good. name. But, uh, Does your car have a name in this? Not that, not that, not that. These, uh, not that the back of the box spelled out.
1: You want to make one up? You're clever boy. What was the name of that thing we did on uh, uh, ARG? The something dash seventy X. That sounds like the name of a car. You know, the Brazilian ZX X. be a the, good the, name. Yeah, the TK ninety. The TK ninety <laughs> dash
0: uh, uh, X or whatever. That'd be a good name. Yeah, as long as it's got a dash X at the end. That's the important thing. So, Aaron, this game surprisingly, I could not find any reviews on this game. That's not that uh, surprising. For uh now I did I did find a few ST reviews, but yeah. not any Amiga reviews. And they, they they it was mostly positive. Mostly positive reviews. Uh 14 out of twenty from games and strategy. Yeah. Uh, a French rag. Atari ST user gave it eight out of ten. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I'd put this, I, I you know, I, I, this is definitely a seven or, a, or an eight game for me.
1: I'd say, I mean, I'd say somewhere around seven. I mean, here's the thing. If you like Spy Hunter and you can get your hand off the controller to hit the buttons, then you're in business. If you've got a way to map these buttons to a controller, you're really in business. Cause I think you can really have a lot of fun with that. You know, if you compare it to the arcade, I think it comes out looking okay, it's not. Again, they didn't reinvent the wheel. It doesn't. Have, it doesn't give you the sense of speed. The funny thing about this game, and even says in the manual, it says you're better off not going at top speed. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not wrong. Yeah, because you'll die if yeah. you go at top speed. You need to. And the thing is, uh, the the uh, razor wheeled guys, they can be anywhere, and you're screwed if they touch you. Just right off the road. Mm. You know. So when they, there's some digitized sound in there. Uh, so you really sort of have to meander along. It's funny to have a real super fancy sports car with guns and lasers and all this crap, but you meander down the highway like you're an 80 year old couple right.
0: going out for a yogurt. You know, one of the things that the the vertically oriented monitor gives you is uh, more. You get to see more of the road. That's ex- yes. You
1: just stole my. And yes. this
0: is very similar. I always I always look back to the the uh, the Cocoa version of Puyan. Which everything is squished so far down, it's so hard to see. That's something that, for whatever reason, I think the programmers were more—they wanted the screen to be filled with graphics. You yeah, know, they didn't want to put letter boxes, which I can understand. I mean,
1: they sort of letterbox this with the mm-hmm. with the. Well, again, this is one of the times where the. Uh, the one third of the screen is used for a framing, but you need to have this right. so you can know what's going on. Now, did you, you, you did you try actually try this on the or look at it on the ST? No, I did not. I should have though. They, I, I took a look at it. If you're watching at home, you can see it, they're not totally dissimilar. I mean, they're it's not. They didn't reinvent the wheel again. Uh, for the ST version of this, it looks, it runs up. It looks crappier. It, th- the it's The car not as looks nice. less delay- detailed. My thing is, it came, I would say, two years earlier. Well, here, on there, the there, this is a,
0: this is a, I'm actually, I wish I would have given this a shot because. There's a lot, like the, the Amiga version is presented in a pseudo 3D perspective. The camera is tilted down a little bit, so you can actually see the sides of the yeah, cars. Yeah, this was
1: straight top this down. This is straight
0: top down, which is which is like the, the arcade which version. Which do you prefer? Well, the Amiga version looks better. So yeah, it looks yeah. a lot
1: better. Yeah. So there you go. So, I mean, but hey, try them all. Maybe, uh, again, uh, as in most things... I assume when they made the ST version, they were trying to mimic the arcade. Maybe by the time the Amiga version came around, maybe they did try to the but to a certain degree. Although, Roy has a little effect on gameplay, doesn't it, Yeah,
0: yeah. All right, we've got uh, some reviews here from uh, our Discord community. Uh, the first one comes from uh, David Hearn Rider. He says, Major Motion is a very average Spy Hunter-type game marred by poor controls and feeble scrolling. Try Supercars 2 or LED Storm instead. Four tire slashers out of ten. Well,
1: those games are completely dissimilar to this. Come
0: on. Pajaco6502 writes, I hadn't played this before and I only learned about this game recently. And being a fan of Spy Hunter, I was really looking forward to it. And sadly, I was left disappointed. There's too much traffic. The cars are too big. The roads are too small. So you just end up playing bumper cars. And even when you shoot some cars, they just bounce up the road in flames in front of you, just getting in the way. The water level is missing, which is I don't think that's true, and the helicopters are incessant bombing the crud out of the road, making it easy to drive into a crater and die. And where's the game over screen? You die, and suddenly you're at the high score table. That's true. The angled graphics are a nice idea, but it just ends up looking odd when the cars are on the right of the screen. If you want a decent Amiga game in this genre, play The Spy Who Loved Me. It's nails hard, but infinitely better than Major Motion.
1: I don't think so. I've yeah, played it. Yeah, and, we and also, played that on the show. Yeah, and also, uh, the uh, uh, the water is there. Also, and, I mean, all I can say to somebody like, go, play. Uh, people have rose tinted glasses with Spy Hunter. I'm telling you, go back and play it. I'm so glad we went to that arcade because mm-hmm. I was the same way, like, oh, Spy Hunter. But go back and play it. It's a tough game with the same kind of crap going on. The helicopters incessant, the traffic, the curved road, the road being too small, it's all there in the arcade. Yeah.
0: All right, Aaron, that's going to do it for Spy Hunter this week. Nice one. Are you a sketchy tech? Do you have the right tools for the job? Have there been incidents? Next time, don't try to fix it yourself send your broken Amiga to RetroRewind. Get a full diagnostic, a reasonable estimate, and the peace of mind knowing that your machine is in the hands of real technicians with decades of experience and cutting-edge repair equipment. Save 10% off your repair with the promo code AMIGOS10. Thank you to RetroRewind.ca for supporting this episode. Game reveal. And of course, by Spy Hunter, I meant major motion. Aaron, next week... Gonna be playing. Gauntlet two. Oh. Gauntlet freaking two. Gauntlet two. That's right. You're not not gantlet Not gantlet That's not the Amigos. <laughs> that's oh, the that's Pico right.
1: Show. Sure, we get actual licenses on the Amigos. That's
0: right. That's right. So again, this is part of the Amigos Summer of Arcade. So uh, these are uh, episodes we are taping ahead of time for release in July to satiate your summer months while we are taking a well-deserved vacation. I owned a gauntlet, too, by the way. Did you really? Yeah, the actual arcade machine, yeah. Cool. Well, All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Until then, Adios. Adios. Amigos is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. Patreon supporters help choose the games we play, receive exclusive magnets, and get access to the Amigos Retro Gaming Discord server. Visit patreon.com slash amigospodcast.com If you'd like to support the show and join our community.